Unlock the past and safeguard your memories with ScanMyPhotos.com. Here's our special promo code, GoDigital, to get a whopping up to 50% off your photo scanning order. Don't let your cherished moments fade away. Digitize them now with precision and care. Whether it's old slides, photos, or films, bring them into the digital age and relive those precious memories. This is an affiliate promotion, meaning we may earn a commission if you take advantage of this fantastic deal. Act fast, preserve your history, and save big with Go Digital at ScanMyPhotos.com. Hi, I'm Maureen Taylor, the photo detective. I really love family photographs, all of them. From the mystery images you find in shoeboxes and albums, to the pictures you snap with your digital devices. No mystery is too small. A simple question about an image can lead to new stories of your ancestors. This means you can count on me to help you identify the people in them, offer solutions for preserving and organizing them, and yes, even guide you in the various ways to gather and share picture stories with your relatives. My guest today is Greg French of Greg French Photography. Greg, we go way back, and I've been trying to get you on this podcast for a long time. But why don't you tell people about what it is you do with Greg French Photography? We'll start with that. Well, I'm both a collector and a dealer, but I'll start, since you said Greg French Early Photography, I'll start with the dealer end. I On the mundane level, I offered 21 to 25 auctions per week 50 weeks of the year and i have a bunch of buy it nows as well so it that keeps me very busy uh, needless to say but then i couldn't exist i have a full-time employee plus a webmaster and i couldn't exist just doing that so i have to make sales to institutions to to you know either well-heeled collectors or in museums and institutions and so i have to do that throughout the year as well Yeah, I've bought some amazing photographs from you in the past, Greg. I have one of a woman with, she's like advertising a product in the 1890s and she's all dressed up and she has this like flags, flag staff, sort of like a, you know, a a shepherd. And she's got this sign on it, advertising it. It's one of my absolute favorite photographs that I've ever bought from you. Those advertising ones are very popular these days. And there's somewhere they display all kinds of items all over their dresses affixed to their or coats or whatever. And those are called banner ladies. And, and there's a real big market for those. But even just the advertising and they would pick women and little boys and, and both African-American and Caucasian. I don't know why they picked women and children, but to advertise their products, what they did. Yeah. So what else is sort of popping right now in the field? What are collectible more so than before? Well, things come and go like China faded. China was really hot five years ago. And now China's very probably because of diplomacy and, and money and everything, various things, it's it's faded. And uh, hidden mothers, for example, was a genre that was big for a while. 
and now hidden interest in hidden genre hidden mothers has 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 waned so, really well i have a small collection of hidden mothers i bought them several years ago i've written a, an article or two about them so that's interesting and so a hidden mother just in case somebody listening doesn't know is when there's a person holding a child or a baby and they are off screen. Like you just see their arms or their shoulder. Sometimes you see them under a blanket. I think I have one hidden man, Greg. Right. And, and so I, I tell people that hidden mother doesn't necessarily mean it's the mother. It could be, it could be a male. It's not, it's rare. So the one you have is rare, but it could be a male, but it also could be caretaker you know it could be a female assistant to the photographer it could be you know there's all things things it could be but you know we usually assume it's the mother yeah exactly all right what else what else is hot lots of you know civil war is always hot and people always want that their the civil war people seem to want particular battles and and if somebody's from connecticut they have an interest in all the different regiments that that were based in Connecticut, you know, for example. And uh, what uh, th- there's uh, occupationals will always be good. Those are people holding tools that they use. It might be a woman with a broom, it might be a man with a um sledgehammer and a uh, or or holding a horseshoe or I just showed somebody this morning a, a watchmaker. He has all those little tools there and and people find those occupationals intriguing. Mm, yeah. So what's not popular generally? Like, what do you have trouble moving? Probably you don't even pick them up because you know, like, that's a, that's right. I, I, the things I have a trouble moving, I sell in people against common wisdom. I sell them in large groups and my friends are always reprimanding me because I even offer groups on eBay. So I'll, I'll have 53 cdvs of men you know what i mean and i'm just happy that they find a new home and somebody's willing to put the energy into them but that's it it used to be that older people and i'm i'm old qualify in that group now i know nobody can see you greg they don't know okay (laughs) but older people were not were shunned and now there's a new interest in 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 people that were born before in the 1700s so people are fascinated now by the idea that somebody was, oh, I know you have a particular interest in that. And and so it's it's kind of fascinating to look at somebody in a daguerreotype that you assume is about 75 or 80 years old, and then you do the math, and that takes you right back to the Revolutionary War. That's right. You know? That's right. And, and, and uh, you know, even with the later formats, with the tintypes and the CDVs, you get somebody who looks really old, like eight, he looks like he's eighty or ninety, and maybe maybe they looked wore their age differently back then. But but you do the math, and and you're taking you into the 1700s, and so that actually fascinates people now, and that's an area that uh, you know people like characters. That's another thing they like. They like they like uh, somebody who's grizzled. It used to be. Years ago, everyone wanted the the gentrified, you know, the aristocrats. They wanted the well-posed people who paid a lot of money to go in the studio. Nowadays, there's much more of a trend towards the grizzled guy, the person who looks like they lived in the woods for a while, the, you know, the, the, the girl who looks a little defiant, the, you know, the, you know, Bouty the, face. people like that. 
the yeah. pouty faced girl from the 1860s. Right, exactly. Yeah. What kind of advice, would, and by the way, I hope you give me a heads up if you get any of those 18th century living people. <laughs> yes, I will. I yeah, please will. do. Okay. Well, what kind of advice would you give to someone if they decided to start collecting? I say, I, this is, you know, some people disagree with this, but I say buy with the heart. Buy things that just matter to you, that you like, that you're, don't try to judge the market because the whole point is, is, is when you're left with your collection, you want to like your collection. You know what I mean? And and if you've bought just because this was done by the studio of Gurney in New York City, or, or if you, you know, there is somebody I know who's really passionate about Gurney and he's got a fabulous website. And I actually, I would tell you all to go look up the Jeremiah Gurney website for, for an idea of a great collector who put together a great collection, but don't buy with your, with thinking that this is what you should buy, buy what matters to you, buy with your heart. Well, what you just said is if you buy for the market, the market trends change all the time. And what is popular now might not be popular later. So as a a non-photographic example, my in-laws were were big antique collectors and they bought a lot of uh, furniture and you know, thinking that that was a good investment. And then when they passed on, we, we couldn't really even give this stuff away. Right. I know large furniture is 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 tough. You know, large furniture is really tough. And and you know what's really tough in, in the photo world is is large framed items. They're really hard. I, I've taken, I've gone to shows and rented pegboards behind me because it makes your booth look a lot nicer when you have framed things behind you people hardly ever buy off that wall they're they buy off the the stuff that's on the table and so that that's the one area that i would say you know yes buy with your love buy because it moves you and you want that on your wall but don't buy because you think somebody else is going to buy it yeah i mean that's how a big collection gets formed right you buy something you love i mean there are there are collectors that we know of who specialize in painted photographs. Right, exactly. Yeah, I've seen that collection. I consulted on that collection. It was fabulous. What but, about images with names on the back? Do those have any value? Yes. You know, don't get carried away with a famous person thing. We have Billy the Kid playing croquet out there. <laughs> so there's a, so there you know just don't get too carried away with people you get out you can get the Dover encyclopedia of famous people and go through it and say oh I have that guy I have that guy but just remember that trends you know people with beards tend to look alike people with mustaches t- t- tend to look like women with bonnets can look alike and and so uh, I, I'm a little wary of the famous person thing. You know, it's it's wonderful if you discover one, but a lot of those names on the backs are reliable. And if you do your research, you do find some amazing amazing things, amazing alignments. You can look up somebody, and then you find out he was the mayor of this town. Then you find out that his wife was a famous temperance speaker, or or you know, a famous woman's rights advocate. And so you do find these things through research. Sometimes the information, I won't say often, but sometimes the information is well-meaning, but it's wrong 
because a later generation of a family has written back, you know, the, oh, I think this is our Aunt Martha in 1872, you know, and, and but usually a lot of times that information is good. Well, you got to prove it. Yeah, yeah exactly. you got to prove it. You have to do the research. So one time I went to your booth, I forget where we were, because, you know, I've seen you so many times at so many shows and you had a dollar box and I was like, isn't this guy Walt Whitman? And you were like, what? This guy could be Walt Whitman? And so you did the research and then you mailed it to me and you said, thanks, not Walt, you know, whatever. And I did a little video on my YouTube station all about it because the guys do look a lot alike. But if you lay them right next to each other and just look at all the differences, they're not the same. Right. But it it was close. It was close. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Look always to the image that's reliably identified. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that. Now, that said, I have a huge collection of which many things are from Greg French. Uh, what do you collect, Greg? I collect. I I love outdoor scene daguerreotypes. They're prohibitively expensive, and but I started way back in the 1980s. I collect things of really New England. I, I I love this region, so I do collect things that are peculiarly New England. And then I also I have a, I'm known for having a strong collection of African American photos. So, mm. um, and I have some of those on on display at right now. If you go to the Boston Museum of Fine Arts. There's 14 that I contributed to that show. 12 of them are credited to me. Two of them they decided to buy. Which show so is that? It's a, it's called Painted Tintypes, and it's up right now at, at the Boston MFA. And then I have a, a lot, dozens and dozens at the Wadsworth Athenaeum, which is a beautiful museum. I suggest people go. I'd never been there before. It's huge. I was surprised. And it's in Hartford, Connecticut. And Henry Louis Gates, known as Skip Gates, him and Sarah Elizabeth Lewis curated it. And they're both affiliated with Harvard. That's a really nice museum. Have you ever been there? We just went a couple of months ago. We had never been. And we went and we were stunned how wonderful it was. Yeah, I I, I couldn't believe it. I never that I've lived here all my life. And I, I, you know what I mean? And and, I couldn't believe it. I was like, how did we overlook this? How could we possibly have overlooked this gem? Right, right. not is not that far from us. No, yeah. So collectors always talk about the one that got away. The yes, the one, the one, the one that got the, away, the, Greg. Like, what image did you did you not buy that you still think about? I wish I could. I wish I I could have afforded. I I couldn't afford it. There was one recently. It sold for uh, a lot of money, six figures. And it was a daguerreotype of African-American women carrying cotton. And it was there was also a Caucasian people in there, too. So there's something like that had never been seen before, ever. Yeah. But other things that got away, there was there was a photo of Jamaica Plain that, that I have a large one, but it says hoeing party. They had a hoeing party, believe it or not, on and Jamaica Plain on the hillside. And this one has some hoeing hoes, but this was an alternative version. And I thought the guy was asking too much money at the time. It was 
it was $500 and I thought it was a hundred or a $200 photo and I turned it down and he ended up selling it. And I always wish I had that just because I, have, I live in Jamaica Plains. So yeah, yeah. Jacob Plain, Jamaica Plains, Boston. So I, you know, of course have things that I wish I'd purchased. There was a French daguerreotype at one of the photo shows, one of the Daguerrean society conferences that I went to that I really wanted and I didn't buy it because I didn't want to spend the money. And then uh, I got outbid on a couple of things on eBay because I didn't want to go a little higher. And I should have because I think about those Rhode Island images all the time. (laughs) But then there was, I mean, like money is usually the the thing that keeps you. Right. Money is the money is right. Right. Because you have to be reasonable. And but there was a there's a photographer in Providence, Hacker, Francis Hacker, that I'm been fascinated with for years and he advertised at one point that he had taken a thousand images of the city of providence and i was like i know of two where are the rest you know it's like yeah yeah you know that's that song about sort of bottles of beer on the walls like i know there's a thousand i've only seen two or three so where are the rest 900 and something and then at one of the you know 19th century photo shows i think it was one in new york uh, my friend ran up to me and she was like, you have to come over to this booth. And the guy had a whole bunch of hackers because the family the hacker had moved to Canada. He moved to Ontario and the family had kept his images together. And then they sold, they just had sold them whenever that was in New York several years ago, 2015 or 16, maybe. And they were, they're beautiful and they were big. And they were like $1,500 each. And I wanted one, Greg, so badly. But, but what would I do it. with it? I don't I don't live in a museum. I don't have central air. It would have been bad for me to buy it. It wouldn't have been a good environment for something that belongs in a museum. Wow. That, that's the, so that's one that got away for you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I see those images in my mind. Uh, I here's Here's a little bit of a pet peeve for me because... I I don't mind stepping up, and you know, and stepping up it refers to when you pay the big money for things, and and if you can afford it and you love it, I say go for it, and I, I'm not afraid to step up. But my pet peeve is when people take a work like a hacker, who is Maureen probably knows more about him than almost anybody on the planet, and they make it into an art photograph. You know, this the sort of the hoity-toity art art photo, and put a price on it that's really not commensurate with what it is. And 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 I think Maureen has a good, is a good judge, and I, I imagine those ha- hackers would all be selling if they were like three or four hundred dollars or something. Or, I would have gone home with one. I don't know yeah, what I would have done with it, but I would have come home with one, and, and, if and, not two. A story I have, and and I won't. I'm not going to say names, but I somebody had four albums of cyanotypes cyanotypes are blue photos and they're they're actually made with cyanide in them but they it was of olmsted making the emerald necklace in boston there's a a big parkland along roadways called the emerald necklace and olmsted was a, a the foremost landscape artist in the country and so it was him making these this this parkland the person cut them all up, cut them out of the album, and was selling them as art photos oh. for and and it's like 
there's one of Jamaica Pond. Well, how do you know that's Jamaica Pond unless it's in the album? Do you know what I mean? So he would have. You do that, you ruin the context of the story that was put together in that album. Right, right. So the you know he'd have he'd have like a beautiful pine tree or something, and but taken out of the album, that could be anywhere in the country. Yeah. You know, and, I and always he, tell people, don't take your albums apart. Don't do it. Don't do yeah, it. Don't. They tell a story, and and it's for financial gain. People do that, but in this case, he I can't imagine that he sold any of that stuff because no one wants to buy just a pine tree. But, in, but think of what the entirety of it was worth if he had kept it together. Right. Right. And I, I would have found a way to either buy it or get an institution to buy it. You know, I I, I have a lot of friends who are curators and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, it's really sad when you just cut and cut things out. It is. It is. It definitely is. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm not going to say that I don't spend some money sometimes on an image that I know I'll never see again. You know, I have to have right. it, you right. know. But we all have to make those things. I mean, each of us has a different life and we have different priorities and, you know, you, some responsibilities, whether it's, you know, a relative or, or whatever, you know. I love my photographs. I have way too many, but I have trouble thinking about which ones I would part with. It's, um, it's hard. It's it, I go through them and I, you know, I, I go through my collection sometimes and I pull five out that I think I'm going to get rid of. And then I end up putting three back. You know what I mean? Right. I really need to do that. I need to curate, you know, my collection is primarily a research collection, except that I do have uh, like people born in the 1700s. I have a small collection of those things that I can afford and hopefully they're not copies. You always had a, a, your own vision. You know what I mean? I've always respected you as somebody who thinks outside the box and somebody who, you know, which is, I would tell all you collectors out there, don't be afraid of your own vision. You know, your vision is as valid as anybody else's. That's true. That's true. Truer words have never been spoken by you, spoken by you, Greg, who should know. How (laughs) long have you been collecting? Since 1981. So I was such an avid buyer. I had to become a dealer. (laughs) So there was no other way around it. Well, so. the stuff that you sell on Greg French early photography, it's worth just looking at if people, you know, even if people can't necessarily afford, although you have stuff in all price ranges. One but, time you had a daguerreotype of a bride and I was like, God, I wanted that more than I could say, but not the right time. So. But, but my website, it's sort of a calling card and, and it's where I put the expensive stuff and I I get surprised because museums that I didn't know are watching are watching and they they'll contacted me but but that's expensive it's more for looking you know if you want to get a better sense of what I do every day g-e-n-e-s-t g-e-n-e-s-t on on off on eBay you know that's where I sell sort of all the average stuff and you know some really strong things too but you know so the website I use more as an expensive business card. It is beautiful. Yeah, it's well, thank beautiful. you. I love looking at it. Yeah, thank you. And just trust yourself. That's all. And 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 a lot of times, in the, as a beginning collector, you think, well, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. And you'll buy like 12 photos from all over the place. But you know what? Then you start saying, wow, there's a theme here. There's these two really 
resonate with me. There's extra special and you go off in that direction. You'll find it. You'll find what you're, you're meant to collect. And what you want to collect will change over time. Exactly. Exactly. Like I had no interest in Providence, Rhode Island postcards forever. Like I was zero interested. And then all of a sudden I was extremely interested. And now I have this huge collection that's bigger than all the places around here. So yeah, you're collecting. Exactly. That, that's, that's, that's the way it is. And, and, and you, you eventually become an, believe it or not, you become sort of an expert. There's a lot of little, okay, I'll say this in the parting is that one thing I love about my job is I meet these people who are experts. They're experts on volunteer fire department. They're experts on Cuban baseball. They're experts on rag dolls. They're experts on one of the Great Lakes. You know, and, and you meet all these people and they've devoted their lives to this one thing. And and it's it's beautiful, you know, and you learn from yeah. these people. And they've become experts. So anyone can become an expert. Right. Anyone can become an expert. And they become an expert because they decide this is what they're going to collect. And then they decide that they know more about Cuban baseball because they've done all the research on all their images. And if you've got an image of that kind of thing that you can't identify, that's the person you want to try to find because they're going to know more than anyone. Right. Exactly. So, and I try to create a network of those people for you know photo things that I work on. Right, exactly. So yeah. that's a good place to to win. Then that's um, a good place. To I, end. Mean, I could I could talk. I I could me, talk. We could talk, talk for hours. Hour, right, 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 right. And we don't even have any photos in front of us. Greg, thank you so much for being on the Photo Detective. Well, thank you. It's a real privilege, and I've I've known you forever, and I've heard, I know the photo detective, and so it's really an honor to be here. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media, leave me a rating and a review. And if you know of a friend or family member who's also interested in family photographs, share this episode with them too. See you next time. I'm thrilled to be offering something new. Photo Investigations. These collaborative one-on-one sessions look at your family photos. You and I meet to discuss your mystery images and find out how each clue and hint might contribute to your family history. And trust me, these images can reveal so much in your research. I have decades of experience in the photo, genealogy, and history industries. This is your chance to learn from me and discover the stories in your family images. You can find out more by going to MaureenTaylor.com and clicking on Family Photo Investigations.